The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by Habs Eyes on the Prize.com. Hello and welcome to Absent Minded, and it's a very special Absent Minded because it becomes a crossover of the Dispatch and the Habs Statistician podcast. Because I'm joined here today with uh, Dylan Watt. Thank you, Dylan, for joining me and for everyone. That here's Dylan's name. You know we're going to talk goalies, right? <laughs> Patrick, you, you you don't just have to create a goalie podcast out of the blue just to bring me on. If you want to say hi, I'm happy to say hi anytime. I know, I know. and But it's been, you know, you're the go-to guy where we get random trades in the middle of the day or something. You usually step up fantastic at that point. <laughs> and, you know, we haven't really had that happening for, for a few months for some weird yeah. underlying, you know, reasons. But, but yeah. yeah, it seems to be going well. Um, um, we got to go, go give a shout out for, for your series. You're going to grade the, the uh, different uh, forwards coming out on Eyes on the Price in, in the coming days. Uh, better late than ever, hey? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been kind of uh, in the works since basically right at the end of the season. But um, there's a few a few things, a few tweaks that were made. And then of course, information was getting updated uh, and, and stuff like that. But uh, one of them actually won the Stanley cup, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I won't mention where he's graded. I will say it's quite high. And uh, (laughs) my first, uh, my first sentence is like, boy, I really hope we don't trade this guy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Here we are. Uh, But yeah. Um, with season actually starting in Sweden yesterday, uh, it's we're recording this on Friday afternoon Canadian time, and uh, Thursday night the Champions Hockey League started in Europe, and one of the big additions to Frölunda's and, and big in many ways because he's <laughs> he's he's big <laughs> uh, is Fredrik Dishow and and um, you've been watching a lot of films first and foremost. So what can you tell me from a goaltender analytics point of view about Frederick that and, and maybe more importantly what can you tell the listeners uh well he is big <laughs> yeah, he's huge <laughs> I'll give you that he's he's an interesting one he's an interesting one it's he's not easy to categorize um it's it's sort of funny like once you've like I coach goal in Toronto and I can almost look at students now and know which goalie school they go to because you just see how a lot of goalie schools they like to put kids into a box and it's sort of like this is this is the way to play um and 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 it's interesting watching him the first thing that jumps out is two things he plays very deep in his net but when he like but when he goes to make a save he likes trying to make up that space and move forward towards the puck he likes to attack the puck 
And it's just incredibly aggressive, incredibly athletic. Uh, we'll get to the interviews uh, in a bit, but interestingly enough, like after our, I listened to some of them, uh, one of the first things mentioned by his his goalie coach was, we're getting this kid in the gym. And one of the first things that I saw watching him was, that kid's got to go to the gym. Because you'll notice that a lot of times in his movements, his lateral movements, what he winds up doing is he goes what's called blocker down, where basically you have your blocker on the ice and the stick is horizontal with the ice. And uh, they used to teach that as a way of holding your stick, but now it's sort of like, no, you're just leaving your right shoulder exposed uh, if you go blocker down. And the only real reason why goalies do blocker down anymore is because they lose balance in their upper body and that core strength can't hold them up. And so they use the blocker as another uh, point of contact, almost like a, a football player in, in, in three-point stance or American football, I should probably <laughs> specify. Um, his hands are extremely far forward like at the at the very extreme of of how far forward they are uh it's that was taught maybe about 10 years ago that uh, it, you know hands started moving further and further forward from around 2005 i started noticing hands going forward and his hands are extremely far forward and he sometimes makes great saves because of it but he sometimes also kind of lets in what looks like sort of soft goals um because of it uh, his skating is very good. And so for his goalie coach to say that he's going to work on skating, I'm kind of like, like there, you think that there's another notch. That's like, that's amazing. Obviously he would know knowing the goalie where I don't know the goalie. I don't get to practice with him and stuff like that. But if the goalie coach thinks that there's a, uh, another level that can be reached in the skating, then it's already, I'd say a huge strength of his, but uh, yeah, that's uh, he's also, a, a mite flexible is what I've noticed. <laughs> he, kinda, he, uh, he can do the splits very easily. As a matter of fact, it seems for, harder for him to not do the splits than it is for him to do the splits. It, it's also it's interesting that you mention an old school way of, of, of working with the stick and the glove or, or blocker. Uh, because obviously Denmark is not maybe the most modern and, and, and front-pushing uh, ice hockey country so I mean like they're probably lagging behind and he starts with that also being big as you mentioned tipping forward a little bit um, and as you're going to hear uh, we talk about core strength and improving that and and also improving other things uh, one thing that I found interesting is the way he actually gets up when he gets up he doesn't go toe heel he goes side side and pushes that angle in order to maybe shave a little bit of his knees and and work that way. Yeah, so the 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 two leg get up is um I I really I'm of the opinion that there's just it's just so it's it's an unnecessary thing in a game. Um I was at a pro camp once where uh they one of the things that they measured in the goalies was doing that double leg get up. And how many times in a row you could basically just do it, like drop down, jump up, drop down, jump up. But the reality is, is that in a game, you're in one of two, three situations. There's three situations that could occur, okay? You stop the puck and it goes to one side, at which point you're pushing to that side. And if you decide to recover to your feet, you recover to your feet. Either way, that's, let's say the puck goes to your right, you push with your left leg, you dig in your right skate, and then you recover up that way, right? Or the puck 
pops right out in front of you. And that's where guys like to sometimes do the two leg get up. But the reality is, is that you're probably, unless the puck reaches a mid distance, which is uncommon, you're probably better staying in your butterfly and facing down that puck than you are trying to recover to your feet because uh, chances are that puck's just going to get jammed right back at you. Um, and then the third situation, of course, is the puck goes into a, a neutral area where you don't really have to worry about it. Let's say it's a corner or something like that, at which point you can take your sweet old time getting up, which is great for old guys like me with bad knees and hips. And and again, you don't need that double leg recovery. So it's one of these things where I, when I watch guys do it, I go, wow, that's really cool and athletic of him. But it, it doesn't really, it, it doesn't, it, to me, it's just, it's just a thing to do. Yeah. Uh, we're going to listen to Christopher Martin. Martin. I said it again in French, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> as you're going to hear, I do it in the interview as well, after directly asking how he pronounced it. But it's Christopher Martin. And he's uh, actually brother of uh, Kim Martin, Martin, the uh, former Swedish goalie that uh, got away with an Olympic silver from Torino. Christopher Martin, uh, Fred Fischer has joined your uh, organization. How has the summer been for him? It's been good. Uh, he's uh, started uh, the summer with uh, with some gym with uh, with Para, our uh, physio. Um, I think that's important for him to, to build up his body. He's big, but he, he needs some more muscles. Uh, then he went to Montreal, I think, for, for a couple of days. Um, I think he had a good camp there. That's what he said, at least. <laughs> and then after that, we've been uh, been working uh, the whole summer for to getting getting me ready for for SHL. He he really needs some core muscles and, and build up that kind of strength because he is so tall and he needs to get up right. Yeah, exactly. As you say, like goalies are that tall, they it's often it's hard for them to, to get that core core uh, uh, stability uh, and uh, of course we try to try to do it on ice and off ice get him get him uh, more mobile and stronger uh, so of course yeah um, like his adjustment into Frölunda he was the cornerstone really in Kristianstad and here he will take a back seat into Lars Johansson how is that adapting what can he learn from Lars I, I think he can learn a lot Lars, Lars is an experienced goalie He's been playing hard, all the Hollers League, international and national. I think he's going to have some experience, and that's what he says all the time. He tried to, how you say, like suck in every, every word he says. Uh, but also, he wanted he, he want to be to compete, be able to compete. And uh, I think he he's good in that. He has an awesome feeling how like how he how he how he want to be a pro and how he want to be get better every day and and uh, compete with Lars. You mentioned improvement. Where can you find most improvement for him at the moment? Uh, I think I think uh, I think you you can be a good a big goalie, but you also have to get that speed. You need to, to skate good and you have to be quick. Uh, not enough with the with the be a big goalie so I think we started with skating a lot of skating uh, make movements to lateral movements as well yeah both like yeah. every 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 situation probably like also like try to find the athletic athleticism what you say athleticism in the in the skating too as well um, everyone is asking and and you know first and foremost how many games can 
a Montreal fan expect to see him? Would it be 20, 25? Or Lars is obviously here for being the first goalie. Yeah, but uh, that's the reason why we play SSL. It's perfect. We play like two leagues. Uh, so we're going to have a lot of games. I think uh, when we go to the final in CHL before, we have like 90 games a season. So he's going to get his games. Uh, and we, uh, we have, we're confident with him. Uh, we have been... What he showed up now is, is great. Uh, so um, I'm, a, I'm not going to give you a number, but I, for sure he's going to play games. Another thing I always get asked is, can you compare him to a current goalie, either preferably in the NHL, but in general? Oh, it's not so many righties. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But size-wise, Vasilevsky? Or, uh, yeah, or... yeah. But I think Vasilevsky is a little bit more... Uh, they say like he's so he's like a cat. Yeah. Uh, Nico is more like uh, stable, good hands, uh, but also good at competeness. So uh, I, I don't I don't have a number, a number, a goalie right now. But uh, I'm gonna I gotta try to find one. Right, we'll, we'll talk about it next yeah. time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And we have it here. And Dylan, you have prepared. I, I've seen it. Uh, even across the Atlantic, I've seen it, and and you prepared some notes here. Um, yeah, I mean, the, like I I kind of touched on them a little bit in my opening salvo, but uh, yeah, going going into the gym, like that's going to just be such a huge thing for him. The gym does something. There, there's an added bonus to going to the gym as a goaltender uh, and and treating it properly, of course, that I don't think it's talked about enough, which is your uh confidence in in the way that your body moves because the more time you spend in the gym especially as a goaltender where you're doing um you're doing more mobility exercises right mm -hmm. it builds those uh it, it builds those those roots in your brain and in your nervous system for how your body can and should and will respond to various situations and so when you see one of Dishov's um, weaknesses is sort of overreacting, right? The puck comes up and it's going right into his glove. And instead of just reaching out and catching it, he goes in the splits and windmills it over, windmills the glove over his head, you know, um, which is interesting because I thought that windmills were more of a Dutch thing, but that's uh, neither here nor there. <laughs> well, Denmark is a kind of a windy country as well, so. Yes, right. Um, th their windmills uh, have more to do with power generation, but we can talk about clean, green energy on a different podcast. <laughs> um, and, and so having that confidence in your movement, like you, what you see him do a lot is wind up in max effort, max push. So you see a fairly simple deke happen, let's say, from his left to his right, right? And instead of like a normal person will make a micro adjustment, he kind of dives out with it. He dives out with the splits and he dives out with the blocker. And, you know, he, he winds up in max effort too often. And I think that that time in the gym will help, uh, will help that essentially, because that will teach him new roots in his body, new roots in his nervous system and the way that his brain connects with his body to say, Oh, you know what? I actually only need this. I only need this little bit. Um, like I mentioned before, his his skating is very, very good. 
the way that he he gathers and 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 uh, the way that he 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 buys himself space on rushes. He moves out way ahead of his crease. His uh, speed in terms of backing up into his crease. That's all very very good. The one thing that wasn't touched on, and and it wouldn't really surprise me that um, his goalie coach wouldn't necessarily publicly <laughs> jump out and say this is positionally. Uh, I think he's got a lot of work to do positionally in the net. And again, that goes to, like I said, a small move to his right. He winds up in a max effort push to his right. And you, even times where you see uh, the puck go to his blocker side and he winds up in the splits and throwing out the blocker at, at a full extension of his arm and still misses the puck, that suggests to me, and now of course it's impossible to to draw the lines without seeing exactly where the puck is being released. But that suggests to me that he's out of position in the first place. The fact that he has to do that. Um, I love the fact that, uh, that there was discussion about him um, uh, catching pucks instead of letting pucks hit him, being very active with his hands. That's sort of something that's being dying in the position. Uh, I worked with a goalie coach here in Toronto. That was, uh, he was one of the first, goalie coaches in the city one of the first private goalie coaches in the city back in the time when uh when it was extremely uncommon to have a goalie coach and he would always say uh you know goalies should catch like in baseball they should have that active hand the way that they hold their gloves just like in baseball uh i thought it was i thought it was a very interesting interview overall but yeah like i think that he might have decided not to talk about the positioning because you know you there's only so much from his position that he's going to want to mention, right? Yeah, partly that, and also the the fact maybe that uh, you know that that means that you will have to understand what he's talking about as well, and he doesn't yeah. have the time to educate you when you're standing there in the interview. So I'm finding it interesting because obviously I, I'm I've always said he has a problem with the rebound control, and yes, oh, and 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 that probably brings in is what you say with he's being overly active and, and over extends in, in certain ways and, and maximum effort. I think that ties in, and this is me not being goalie coach or, or even having been a goalie uh, more than in soccer or football. Um, and, and I can see that, you know, rebound control because you, you get a little bit too far and you can't grab it, but you can push it somewhere and it goes mm -hmm. to another danger area rather than maybe into a corner or or behind the net exactly if you're reaching out with your blocker and your arms at a full extension then it would be almost impossible to then bend the wrist in a way as the puck's hitting your blocker that pushes the puck into that corner and, and one more note that i had on on the kind of the way that he plays deep and and then tries to make up space during the shot I, I wonder if that's also a concern in his positioning because the deeper you are in the net, the easier it is to know where you are in the net, right? Like you don't have to be as confident with, um, you know, where exactly you are because you're deep. It's You've got the posts are in your peripheral vision or you can touch and feel them or whatever the case is, right? When you're not at the top of your crease. But then when the shot comes out, he tries to make up that distance pushing out to the shot. And you reminded me when you said rebound control because I was thinking that, it's possible that he's now got to make a save in motion, mm -hmm. right? And that could also lead to that poor rebound control, the fact that he's trying to push out and, and make a save while his body's in motion as opposed to being set 
in place and, and then being able to make that safe. We, we have to give uh, Freddie uh, some sort of, of, of credit here as well, because when he's on his game, I don't know which games you, you've seen, but when he's on his game, he has a crazy, he, he, he creates space for himself and he, it's almost like he's slowing the game down in some ways mm -hmm. because, yeah, the, the game against Russia. But, but first and foremost, I remember watching him live in Vestavik when he did 50, a 50-save 50 game. There were no defense in front of him, more or less. And he stopped every puck for a clean sheet, over 50 pucks. Incredible performance. But it's really that that, that it comes down to in many ways that sometimes he's just, you know, lights out, for, for lack mm -hmm. of a better word. <laughs> But but yeah gonna, yeah we're gonna we're gonna listen a little bit to to his mentor really in Freiland now who is Lars Johansson he's played in in KHL uh, for quite a long time uh, he's been over in the NHL as well didn't really succeed I think it was with the Blackhawks organization um, what 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 can you tell us though when you have such an elite goalie and arguably uh, the best goalie in in Europe. Uh, and um, and what can you learn from someone like that when you're an up and coming goalie? Uh, I like I don't believe in putting goaltending into a box. I don't believe in being too overly dogmatic. And and sorry to your point earlier, um, the things that I was saying about Dishov, it was not it was not to take away from him as such a young goalie. Um, a lot of similar things I, I find concerning for um, uh, for Primo, who I think should be starting to get that stuff out of his game by now. But for a guy Dishoff's age, there's just so much raw talent there that it's it's impossible to deny. When, when you're talking about uh, learning from possibly the best goalie uh, in the NHL, uh, sorry, in, in, sweet, um, in Europe. Uh, well, it's, even, it's, if it's, even if it's Carey Price and it's the NHL, you gotta learn from them, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, exactly. Uh, I like. I think that the number one thing that you're just gonna learn in any situation like that is just that there are different. There are just different strokes for different folks, and 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 watching the way that this goalie, you know, goes about his day. And the quiet confidence that he builds in doing that and how he builds that confidence, that will help you in your own journey. You might not build confidence the same way, right? I, I was at a camp where there was nine goalies sharing a room. And we were all trying out it over the course of a few days for, for a couple of different teams. And of those nine goalies, there were nine different ways that we showed up to the rink, right? <laughs> And so it's not going to necessarily be like, oh, here's my trick for doing X, but it's going to be more like, you know, here's the way that he builds his quiet confidence and here's his own confidence in his routine and in the way that he approaches the game. And you need to develop that confidence in your own routine, even if your routine is completely different. I, as I'm sure you can probably imagine, knowing me as well as you do, Patrick, show up to the rink as an absolute chatterbox. Really? I show up to the... Oh yeah. Who who knew? I show up to the rink and I'm making jokes and I'm laughing and I'm slapping guys on the back and you know like I just 
the whole the whole thing, right? And uh, and those that know me know that I'm just getting myself ready for the game. But those that don't know me are like, wait, why is that guy putting on goalie pads when he's so clearly not a goalie? Right? <laughs> yeah. So, but you got to have that confidence in that, right? Indeed. And we're going to listen to Lars now, and and it's an interesting thing to hear another goalie, and especially such an, you know. Uh, Elderly statesman, really. He's brought into <laughs> Frölunda in order to become uh, for Frölunda to take that top spot back, and and also I think to mentor Dishao in many ways. So Lars Johansson, you uh, will be a mentor for a young goalie again, a little bit in, in your career. Uh, what can you tell us about Frederik Dishao after playing with him for? Yeah, a summer, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of weeks here. No, uh, really, really good guy. First and all, like uh, off the ice, uh, good chemistry, and uh, on the ice, uh, good goalie. Like a little bit young, needs a little bit of experience, but like can be uh, can be one of the better goalies uh, this year already. He's uh, he got everything it takes. Uh, I like his style. Uh, big goalie and uh, good uh, competitive uh, uh, mentally. So, uh, no, I'll, I really look forward to competing with him this year. You have a lot of experience. What can you pass on from that experience? Uh, I don't know. I'll try to, like, uh, from what I learned, like, uh, not trying to be too much ups and downs. Like, you're going to let in goals. Don't focus on that. Like focus on saving the next puck, and uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, like we we haven't really got going here yet, so maybe he's great at that too. So, but like uh, uh, we always like uh, talk a little bit, like see a different situation where we can do better. Like I will learn from him, and he will probably learn from me a couple of things too. So uh, no, just a good communication between each other. He's huge. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a big goalie, but still moves very well, uh, which is uh, great to see. I love the a little bit like athletic goalies, and uh, no, he just uh, he doesn't just sit there and block shots. He he saves pucks, and uh, he's been uh, great in the practices so far. He's uh, like we always every practice we have a competition against each other, and uh, I think he's in the lead right now against me. So like he's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, he's uh, definitely a good athletic goalie for being so, such a big uh, size. He's a southpaw as well. <laughs> yeah, and that too. It's different. Like you got to be prepared to bring two gloves because you, you can't borrow the other guys if yours break. So, no, it's, uh, there's not too many of them, and, uh, especially Swedish hockey. I don't know how many else there is. Uh, and I know the, the guys uh, think it's a bit different uh, coming in and shooting uh, when you got like a southpaw and a regular. So, uh, no, I think it's, uh, it's good. I always I followed him for quite a bit. I followed him for four years now, yeah. and I think his rebound control is probably where he needs to work the most. Do you agree with that? Or I can't really tell <laughs> this early, unfortunately. But well, if you we'll say make so, Christmas yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, no, like uh, especially it's kind of like for all big goalies, Vasilevsky one of the uh, huge exceptions with the. Uh, it's it takes a little bit longer. Uh, smaller goalies probably usually have a little bit quicker feet, so that's uh, one thing to work on. And uh, get your ice um, uh, on the puck right away. 
And I know uh, that's one of the things he's, he's working on a daily basis with uh, Kriba, our goalie coach. So, uh, no, you're probably right, but we'll see. I think he's looked good so far, though. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to leave it to you, Dylan. You know, you're, you're the expert. I'm just here for comic relief. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, w- one thing that, uh, that you mentioned is uh, when you wanted to compare Dishaw to a real goalie. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Sorry, I'm 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 poking a little fun at a, at yeah, a Twitter yeah. comment you received. Uh but um uh but you wanted to compare Dishaw to a, a, an NHL goalie and and you said Vasilevsky. And I think that that's actually a pretty apt comparison. And I'm not saying that Dishaw is the next Vasilevsky because a lot of things have to break right for him to become Vasilevsky. Look, like it's like my golf game, you know what I mean? I hit it into the woods enough. Eventually, one bounces out and hits the green. I, 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 thought, I, I thought I thought you were going to say if you hit it into the woods, becoming woods. <laughs> I I would say that uh, he, like, there's the old Brian Burke quote, right? I'd rather uh, tame a tiger than paint stripes on a house cat, right? And Dishaw will be the taming of the tiger. Like, that's really what it is. You've got somebody that has every skill necessary to make it in the NHL. But the truth is, is that some of his habits and some of the things that he does, if they will be exploited, if they're being exploited now, they will be exploited tenfold at at the highest levels of hockey. Maybe not tenfold, but a lot. You know what I mean? Your ability to, to have your glove in a poor position and move the glove three feet to make a save is fine on an 80 mile an hour shot, but less fine on a 90 mile an hour shot, right? Even less fine at the top end shooters that are going to be going 100 plus, especially off of one timers, right? So I I think that you've got a guy who's got all of the talent and all of the, um, everything that you want out of a goalie to succeed. And his goalie coach sounds like a very bright fella. And 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 the reason why I even say that is is because I've seen just in my personal experience so many goalie coaches that want to, you know, to a man who has a hammer, every problem is a nail, right? They want to coach people out of stuff. And I've and I've had students where I'm just like, I'm like, no, you don't need more lessons. You need to hit the weight room, man. You're weak. I don't I don't mean to sound like a jerk, but like I'm not gonna be able to coach you to stop falling on your face. Right. Unless, you know, unless you want to go to the gym with me, that's it's, so I think he's he's I think he's obviously surrounded by some very, very good people, both in the starting goaltender and his goalie coach that could bring out the best in him. But he is a boomer bust. He will either be an excellent goaltender in this league or he, in the NHL or he will not be a goaltender in the NHL because he has so much talent. And it's a matter of trying to harness that. And and put that into a into a cohesive bundle, so to speak. Indeed, um, he he has talent. He's come far from from where he started in Denmark. Um, Lars Johansson mentioned um, a few things that you know they're competing with each other. They're they're working hard together. Uh, one of the funny things that I never thought about is is when we we reflected that he's a southpaw that uh, he was like, yeah, I need to bring another glove with me. 
because I can't <laughs> borrow the backup club from from the uh, from from the backup goalie, uh, <laughs> stuff like that, that that you know you don't really think about unless you're actually been there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, at, at the level of SHL, I would I would think that you'd have two sets of gloves with you anyways but um but also a lot of these guys they have practice gloves right where they they yeah, sew they extra palms for next year and stuff like that as well well they, they in a practice glove you sew extra palms and so you mm-hmm. can't necessarily close your hand on the puck but when you get a shot a stinger on the palm of your hand uh they hurt a lot less and i mean like i can tell you like I, i've had visible bruises on my hand through pro level gloves I mean, one guy bruised my thumb and he plays hockey at 10, you know? So imagine SHL, right? Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I, I think it's great to see that competition. One of my favorite goalies of all time was a Southpaw. I wonder who that was. A, I get made fun of it for it, but you know what? I was the right age at the right time. Jose Theodore is who got me interested in goaltending. So if you want to make fun of Theodore, then just know that uh, <laughs> the only reason why I'm talking to you here today about goaltending is because of him. So maybe uh, that makes you hate him more. <laughs> no, well, well, you know, I'm a Trechak fan, so we're not going to have that yes. fight today. So Yes. <laughs> there is that. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, I also uh, wanted to talk to, to uh, Frenlas head coach, Roger Runberg. You know him. We have a, a, a good working relationship. Uh, he's tough as nails to, to reporters as well. And there are certain times where you really don't want to talk to him after a loss, as an example. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you know you have to ask the tough questions. But but one thing, uh, and, and this is kind of uh, just just to lead into Roger Runberg and, and uh, who is arguably one of the best coaches in Europe at the moment with the success he's had in Freeland as well. But he actually calls me the, the world press, the world media is here uh, because he knows he has to talk in English. Uh, and he's gotten a lot better since that first interview we did, recorded a couple of years ago where, where we spoke English for quite a bit. Uh, but, but here we are with, with Roger. Moving to Freeland, what have you impressed you the most so far? Uh, his competence level for sure. Uh, he's, a, he's a great guy. Uh, off the ice, he, he's a really, really good teammate. He's a good goalie, he's stopping pucks and, and everything, but it's, it's his competition level that really impressed me. Mikkel Goth in Kukansta said last year he needs to become more professional. Is this the place and have you seen that going through? He has had some adjustments to do to 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 be a pro athlete uh, all 24 7 but he's uh, he's creating some new habits now and he's uh, he's not unwilling to learn the new habits. So so he's a great guy to to work with. How has summer training been? I know he he dreaded the Bragebacken as usual. <laughs> yeah, he has had, had a pretty tough summer because uh, it's, it's a pretty high level on, 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 uh, on the practice standard here, but uh, he's, he's a happy guy and he's adjusting really quickly. One thing that obviously Montreal fans is, is looking for is how many games can we expect him to play this year? Is it, you know, CHL games, SHL games? Oh, it's, it's up to him. 
I, I want to, for sure, or, or from what I've seen in practice, I, for sure I'm uh, really excited to see him play, but he, he needs to take the chances he, he gets and, and, uh, and go from there. What do you see his strength is? Obviously size, but on top of that? I, I think like this, is one of, he's a big goalie. He knows that he's really good in the positioning. But from the positioning, he also have the, have the ability to do everything what it takes to, to save the pack, pack like a smaller goalie. So I, I like that. It's not just a position goalie waiting for the pack to hit him. So he's still making a lot of uh, saves with the gloves. And uh, once in a while, he do those impossible saves too. So that, that's, uh, that's really fun to see. It's pretty rare. When you, you, when you look for a goalie, you, you say you want a stable goalie, but you also want the guy that saves the crazy puck every now and then. Um, Lars Johansson has been one of those as well. And what can uh, an older teacher like Lars teach a younger goalie like Frederick? Oh my God, everything. Lars Johansson is is the leader of our defense. He's having his own meetings on the ice, off the ice with the D's on how to play in front of him. He's running the PK meetings. He's uh, running special sessions with the D's. He, he's, he's like a coach on the ice because he knows how he wants the, the defense to play in front of him. And uh, I think Frederick has uh, a lot to learn from a goalie like that, not just being quiet and quiet and letting the coaches run the show. So he has a lot to learn from Lasse. And I really like this interview. Really. Partly, I brought some stuff with me from from where uh, when when Fredrik played in in Kristianstad, but also where they pointed out that he did he needed to become less Danish, which is in Sweden <laughs> means he needs to become more professional, and that's what I'm asking a little bit in in those interviews, uh, and it shows that he has become professional and Fredrik says it himself in, a, in another episode that we're going to do later or a dispatch uh, pod where we're going to put out just just a Freddy interview uh, what do you though take with you from 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 this interview uh yeah I mean he he talked again about uh, D show uh, how he makes saves with his gloves he doesn't just wait for the puck to hit his gloves um However, like I like I mentioned a little bit earlier, like we're 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 reaching a place in the NHL where you need both. You know, you need guys to to shoot pucks in your clubs sometimes, and just have it in a in a good position. Um, especially when you're dealing with deflections and and stuff like that, um, stuff where you might like physically your physical ability to move your hand might only be two inches to change the trajectory when you're reacting to a puck coming to you in terms of the time versus distance versus angle, you know, et cetera, right? You're kind of making all those calculations on a subconscious level in your head uh, when you're, when you're goaltending. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a, it was a great interview, uh, but that, that was the only real um, technical thing that I, that I wrapped my head around. But like, again, it's harder to make the saves with your hands, like what he was talking about than it is to just simply develop a good habit of have your hands here when you're making a butterfly slide, have your hands here 
when you're in a blocking butterfly compared to an active butterfly. Have your hand, you know what I mean? Like those habits are fairly easy to build with a good coaching system. So it all things being equal, he's got the hard part down. And now it should be easy to implement more on the easy side of things. Um, I find it interesting the way Roger um, spoke a little bit about you know, what, what Dijal can learn, how to set up the defense in a box play, uh, how to work with the defense and actually be part of that defensive group. It reminds me a little bit of what Christian Foline said in an interview ages ago when he just arrived to Montreal. And uh, uh, he said, because you have Kerry Price back there, he drives the, the defense a little bit different. You know you can push a little bit harder towards the shooter you know you can do this. And it, it's, it seems like Rod, Roger is pointing a little bit, par partly to that with, with Darcy Wanson, but also that Darcy Wanson can help Frederick set up those things for himself, what he needs to make himself better. A little bit like um, Lewis Hamilton setting up the, the, the car a little bit differently than his teammate will do because they mm -hmm. drive a little bit of a certain way Obviously, Hamilton drives better, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's just going to be so different for for different goalies. Like, um, you know, I, I always used to think about there's two goalies in the world, and and this this was sort of my my thinking in in uh, say around 2008 or 2010 or somewhere around there. There's basically the at the either extreme. There's the Henrik Lundqvists of the world, and there's the Jonathan Quicks of the world. And Lundqvist was a guy that would be like he was very cerebral about the way that he played, and I could see him setting up his defense. I I don't know that he did. I don't have any inside information about that, but I could see him saying, "No, no, 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 two inches to the left." You know what I mean? Like I could see him dialing that in because the way that he played really required him to be reading the game around him so exceptionally well and at a very high level whereas Jonathan Quick I'm pretty sure that the only thing that he said to the defense was watch my back door because <laughs> I will be at the hash marks making this save and and so you've got you know you've got two different things and so I think that what this does is that this will be good for Dishao to embolden him in the sense where if there's something that he wants or there's something that he sees you know don't feel like you've just got to, you know, shut your yap because you're the goalie, they're the defense, and I worry about my end and you worry about yours, right? Um, it's, you know, don't don't worry so much about that. Like, I think that this will hopefully embolden him. But if I were to make a guess based on zero information whatsoever, just watching him play, I would think that he's the kind of goalie that he doesn't really think about his defense all that much. Um, I, I personally, I don't think about my defense all that much until, <laughs> until they make a mistake <laughs> and then they're all I can think about. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was at, <laughs> because of course uh, they uh, make the mistake. You didn't. No, 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 of course. <laughs> of course. Right. I, I was, I was at a high level skate recently where uh, a goal went in off my defender's knee. And, uh, and I said something like, ah, I can't believe that goal went off my defender's knee. And somebody said, uh, said you're blaming the defender. And I said, yeah, have you never met a goalie before? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's you know what I mean like I don't know that he will take full advantage of it like uh uh Roger said that um that Lars will uh actually run 
the penalty kill drills and stuff yeah. like that. Like I, I doubt that that's going to be Dishov's game and the way that he, he deals with it. But um, you know, some goalies, they do, they, they, uh, they dial it in and this will at least give him that option seeing how another goalie uh, integrates with his defensive system. It sounds a little bit, they, we know that not, they, they're not going to let Dishaw play many, like more than maybe 25 games, similar to what he did last year. Uh, but, but thinking about what, what we have seen and, and what you've seen in video, what you heard now, what would be your expectations for Dishaw going into to this season and, and, and uh, maybe grade at the end of, of, of the season? I, uh, predictions are always tough, but uh, I don't mind being wrong, so I make them anyways. <laughs> and I'm wrong more often than I'm right. I remember a few years ago, this was when Marc-Andre Fleury was still in Pittsburgh and, and people were sort of still thinking of him as a perennial Vesna uh, performer. And I remember he had one of the worst save percentages in the league, but also uh, the most shutouts in the league for starting goalies. This is a, n- a number of years ago, right? And I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, like what a wildly inconsistent, you know, kind of a, a diametrically opposed a number of stats. Like you'd think all things being equal, you make 10 shutouts in a year and the next guy makes eight you should have a better save percentage, right? Like, you know, you've taken those games off the table, right? But I think I think that uh, this year we'll be dialing in that consistency. And a lot of times, if I were to make a, a guess, and I hesitate to call it an educated guess, it's not even that, it's an uneducated guess. I think that the goalie coach will be spending a lot of time trying to build good habits with Dishow. And I think that he's probably going to look worse this year. And part of that looking worse will probably be because he's not making saves because he's relearning things that he thought he knew. And part of that looking worse will be because uh, a save that he used to dive across in the splits and, and bat a puck out of midair with his tongue will now just be a very simple blocker save for him. And it'll look boring. But I think that this year, I think he's going to look worse. Uh, but I would, I would imagine that in the long run, this makes him a far, far better goaltender. So, so you, you will tell us to look for that blocker save, calm and collected, rather than the windmill. Well, my my friend, who's not a big goalie guy, he's a you know, he he always says that whenever I talk about a goalie that I like or something like that, he he always gets mad because he goes, I hate goaltending today he goes everything is about economy of movement who wants to watch economy of movement and so like that's kind of what i'm telling you is i'm saying like you know i would like to see him have more economy of movement i imagine his goalie coach wants to see that i imagine that's gonna be a lot of what they're gonna be working on this year and so you know think about in terms of for your perfect example think about carrie price at his peak carrie price was calm cool collected and then all of a sudden, Ovechkin gets a one-timer at his favorite one-timer slot, and Price dives out and makes a flying blocker save. And you go, whoa, where did that come from, right? And so that's kind of – it's kind of your perfect archetype of what you want to see from a goalie that make the simple save simple, but have that, you know, that in your back pocket 
to be able to make those uh, incredible highlight reel saves. And um, and I think that that's what we're going to eventually start seeing a little bit from Dishaw. So that's why I say inconsistent. I, I think he's going to have an inconsistent year because he's going to be uh, learning a lot. He's going to be breaking a lot of habits. And I, or I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be doing all that. I, I can't imagine that Perlinda's goalie coach sees him and says, no, you're perfect. Just go play. Like, no, no goalie coach should say that no matter who your goalie is. Vasilevsky's goalie coach shouldn't be saying that. No coach should say that no matter what sport. Exactly. So I, I would, my guess, inconsistent. My guess, slightly more boring. My guess is that in the long run, it makes him a far better goaltender. You listen to Dylan Wall and uh, the Habs statistician. We're proud to having on as a goalie expert here at Eyes on the Price. Um, Thank you all that have survived this this talk about one player for about one hour with Dylan, Patrick, and more or less half of Berlin as well. <laughs> uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Leave a comment, subscribe. Um, we really appreciate it because it's always good to see what you guys think about what we do. Thank you.